Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Okay. I think we're good, good. And we're only going to get to do like 10 minutes now before our our guest shows up because, well, that's just the the way it ended up going. Uh, Screw it, guys. Uh, hey everyone, welcome to the Daily Cup of Genre. It's the show where we get to talk about anything and everything in entertainment, news, geek, and pop pop culture, technology, what, whatever I want to talk about because it's my show, damn it. Uh, brought to you by the good good folks over at Grow, Grow Generation, where the pros do go to grow. Check, check out lrmonline.com, genreverse.com for all your entertainment news needs and, and opinions. And of course, someday I'll get us back on screen. Uh... The L- LRM Online YouTube channel and the, uh, what's the other word I'm looking for? Uh, Genreverse? Yeah, there you go. There you Gen- go. Genreverse Podcast Net- Network. My God. <laughs> Even I struggled with that. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, guys, uh, yeah, please do do like, anyway. share, subscribe, all that good good stuff. We've got a cool show today. We've got special guest uh, uh, promoting the uh, film The Golden Age, a fr- French film, uh, uh, J- Jenna Suru, and I hope hope i said that right i've got a hard time remembering not to roll my r's like i used to do because i uh took spanish in high school we had a lot of uh hispanic spanish uh speaking peers in our school being being military terry brads living in arizona and then dealing with rll issues with um uh, Japanese pronunciation. So I'm sorry if I mispronounce uh, the, the the last name, but yeah, she'll be joining us here in about ten, ten minutes or so. Uh, lastly, I'm Kyle Malone. That's Christine, and now we are all caught up. Yes, good job. <laughs> all caught up. Um, you know, I I it it's a it's a it's a rough rough day for for Star Wars fans. It's been a rough week for for Star Wars fans. Most mostly because um well, you know, the Disney Plus day came and and went nowhere. Like it was disappointing. Yeah, yeah. right? And then and then and it, and it was it wasn't even just because they they uh they literally didn't show any anything and it wasn't just cuz of like outlets that were, you know, uh, people with pur- purported leaks. It was all also, man, these weren't just any any outlets, man. These these were, you know, Star Wars news. That's a big deal, and and many many others. And it was just a complete mess. But I'll tell you what, not not everyone is is the happiest right right now with the with the way uh, things are turning out. Because lo lo and behold, the one person who most feel is responsible for Star Wars issues, Kathleen Ken. Kennedy appears to have been uh, re-upped for three three more years. Something that L- LRM f- figured, you know, uh, the the Bobs as we call them over at at Disney, Chappic and and uh, I- Iger both both uh, made it seem pretty clear that she was here to stick around. L- LRM uh, Cantina podcast. We kind of figured, you know, she's gonna be be here at least. 
through Indy and what we thought would be a, a Rogue Squadron. So everyone was thinking 23-24 if she got another two or three-year three, three contract. But the point was that well, we basically said from everything that we could see to completely 100% say a big F you to guys like Do- Doomcock, Justin has lost, and Mike Zero that have been selling lies for forever was she's going to leave whenever she wants to. Mm-hmm. She's got she's got that ty- type of pull there. I mean, look, look at what she did for you know. Regardless of how how we might feel about her time at at Lu- Lucasfilm, the 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 wo- woman has been mm-hmm. responsible for some of the biggest films out there on the on the producer side and in in the behind the scenes side. You think think about Jurassic Park. You think about the big uh, storm that hit the islands while they were filming, and she's you know organizing pri- private like b- boats and planes and yeah. shit to get pe- people off. We we can talk smack smack about story ch- choices all all day long, but she's she's got Hollywood roots. Yeah, and it it looks like everyone she's she's not going any anywhere. I I don't know, Christine. You you and I were both mixed on on the sequel tr- trilogy it had its issues but uh what do, what do you think about her sticking around i figured she would i didn't think she was going anywhere you know there'd be people you know you just constantly like you see on the on the internet oh yeah kathleen kennedy she's gonna get fired and it's just mm-hmm. like when <laughs> when what what are you talking about you know it's just i don't think she's going anywhere no mm. one's but that's just that's just me i do I like her? Do I not like her? I I don't think that's that's a tough question, you know, with with that part of it. Like if I want her to stay or do I want her to go? Just I I've had some issues with some of the Star Wars choices, definitely, but you know, I knew she wasn't leaving. So it's kind of like I never really thought of it like that where it's like is she going to be, you know, is she going to stick around? Like I just figured she would. Never never fi- fired. That was the that was like the one big yeah. big thing I I wanted people to like get over it, if and when she l- left if it had been towards the end of this con contract it wasn't going to be because someone said no no it was going to be because she said no and in three years time saying? barring some ma- massive things happening which is potential I I still think she she leaves of her own own. Lilish, it's it's her choice, you know. Yeah. I, I don't I don't foresee her go, going. Just just to just to go go. So yeah. Now the only thing about this is, um, a lot of this is coming from a former THR uh editor or writer Matt uh Balloon I can't can't remember how to pronounce his last name. He's starting to do something at uh Puck News now, um. And and a lot of people are given a lot of a, lo- a lot of weight to to what he says because you know hey he was at at THR of course there's nothing official from from Disney or or anything like that but the fact that you know Collider former THR guy Star Wars Newsnet I I know that a lot of people feel like they got something wrong on Disney Plus Day we all feel that th- things changed last last minute why that's uh, up for for debate but that's what we kind of are, are feeling. Mm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, man, she's just, I'm just mo- mostly sad of how many, many people bought into, to the lie. Like, 
Because they wanted it, you know. Well, so, so do I. I. I don't think she's good for Star Wars overall, but. Yeah, but like at this point, I'm kind of like, I don't think that Star Wars is going to change. I think it's just going to be this thing that I'm just not going to be heavily invested in as yeah. I used to be. And I've, I don't want to say I've made my peace with it. I've just, it's kind of like, it is what it is. <laughs> and, you know, that's, I guess there's really nothing else to say about that. Yeah. For me. I mean, it. it's just so, like I said, said this, to me, this is, if it feels weird, weird. Because like Cam said, I think yesterday or or maybe even on, on the can, cantina, he and I are constantly def- defending her, it, seem, it seems. And not mm. story ch- choices or anything, but, but you know, de- defending against false leaks or scoops. And, you know, sure. The fans out there go, oh, Doom Doomcock says it's a purported, purported, it's it's a rumor. But the dude is constantly my sources that I trust very, very, very much, and and then others take his crap. And I look, look, I'm not saying you got to use use us, but find reliable sources. Find, find some place that's not gonna gonna just tell you what what you want to hear. Um, exactly. LRM's not going to tell you what you want to hear. We're going to either give you the the news as we've we've heard it, or our our op- opinion on said said yeah. news. You know. Oh yeah. Any anyways, the what 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 happens from here? Where where the franchise goes? We we know Rogue Squadron has been uh, t- temporary temporarily shelved so to speak and then the um there's new rumors ign actually put out a piece again from that uh matthew bellini i think is the name i have no idea uh saying that the ryan johnson trilogy has been shelved but uh again nothing uh uh solid Mm. and it's kind of odd to think because it, it does look, look like Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy is the big, you know, Ryan jo- Johnson supporter. If she's sticking a, around, he's not going to get his trilogy. I'm not saying that that one's not true. Uh, God, I, I hope it is because despite how smooth that uh, production went, I don't think it was a good story o- overall, and especially the whole Canto bite part. It was just mm. aw- awful. I mean, if if anything, if any of these these uh, rumors are are true, that that is a hundred percent one that I think mo- most fans would be ha- happy to accept. But I do think John Johnson could have done a decent trilogy from scratch if if he was the main architect, like not necessarily messing with the o- OT characters. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? I have no idea. Um, uh, I I don't know. <laughs> this is the last Jedi leave, leave that much of a sour taste in your your mouth now? Yeah. There's always there's there's always just that you know there's there's good parts and I have to delete the rest. <laughs> like this isn't real. <laughs> oh, you know, um, it's sad to do that, but because I, I remember there was times when um, um, like whether it be like movies or TV shows or, or music, I would, you know, I'd pretty much just enjoy the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, over time it's just, it turns into this like, well, this part doesn't work. This is confusing. Why did you do this? 
you know, so um, I don't know. I don't know if that's age or if, you know, quality is fading. I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure. Uh, I do. I do know that. Um, I do. I do know that we've d- discussed L- Lucasfilm compartmentalize compartmentalizing more uh, to where they're not. You know, going to necessarily all not all things will run through through uh, through her. You, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Dave Dave Filoni got kind of got a new position created for him, and compartmentalization. Hey, you're responsible for High, High Republic, Ma- Mandalorian connected th- things. Excuse me, animated th- thing. You know, you you do that way with businesses across across the spectrum. So it's not it's not weird and and again, you know, people like those that I mentioned before taking advantage of of announcements like that to be like, "Oh, look, this is how they're getting rid of Kit." No, they still didn't get rid of her. But I'll tell you what, guys, our guest is not knocking on the Zoom door, so we're going to go ahead and okay. bring in Jenna. So, yeah. Why am I not hearing from You know what I think I did? What did you do? I got it. It's on it's on us. Can you can you <laughs> Can uh, you hear us good, Jenna? <laughs> there we go. We can hear hear you yeah. now. Hello. And uh, yeah. Hi. Hi. How, how are you doing? You both. Hello. Nice to meet you too. Thank you so so much for being on on the show, late ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Jenna Suru, am I saying that right? Yes, exactly. It's the perfect uh, it's the perfect transmission. I'm just trying to find the right setup. Sorry. <laughs> No, no, you're, no, you're, you're fine. fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um, uh, she's here to discuss uh, um, the f- film "The Golden Age," uh, one wonderful French period piece set out in 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 Fran- France. I already said it's a French period piece, but deals with uh, a couple of people involved in the entertainment industry: a st- stage actress trying to, you know, head towards the the silver screen, and a a a. a, a, a I think it was a, a Franco-American producer that's involved in in that, and it's just a really cool story. I like period pieces. There's music, music involved in all of that. So yeah, welcome to the Daily Cup of Genre, Jen. How's it going? Thank you so much for this amazing introduction. Yes, it's so exciting to be in LA and you know be screening at the Valley Film Festival for their centerpiece screening. It was such an amazing screening. The room was so packed and we are having amazing feedback from the audience. So it's extremely exciting. And thank you for introducing the Golden Age. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was it's it's great. Uh, we're trying to get these these guest segments going and and kind of kind of it's great to not have the PR people like right back here, like yell, yelling at you like, hey, you got to two minutes. Hurry up with this this question and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I, I do have to address one one elephant in the, in the room, Jenna. This is a, a French film about French art artists and it's not in black and white. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> joking, joking, but legitimate legitimately period pieces are great you dive deep into it with with music and clothing and and the the whole nine you know just i know it's a little bit cliche but kind of take us through what inspired because this is something that you're writ wrote directed and and starting correct exactly exactly and percent like actually you know the reason why it's in color is just because as a director, it was very important for me that the audience can feel 
and really be in that 60s Saint-Tropez atmosphere because the film, The Golden Age, is set in 35 locations, all exceptional from Paris to Saint-Tropez and also a little bit LA. And the light in Saint-Tropez is so moving and so special to many artists, including me. Um, so it was a very amazing job to, with a cinematographer, you know, capture that light and then with the collaborator in London to delicately reveal that light. So the, the process and really the biggest inspiration behind the Golden Age really is my love uh, for this village, Saint-Tropez, which welcomed so many artists, right, on the French mm -hmm. River. Um, in these times uh, of change and in the context of the Vietnam War at the time, which really was dreadful and where so many people in the Western countries in particular just wanted to bring change. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and uh, I know in, a, in, a, in the United States, Vietnam, a lot of people only think of America and Vietnam, but they don't know the deep, deep French history that goes in, into that whole uh, situation for you know decades prior. Uh, let alone when America was getting in there. So it is a very cool thing to kind of just see other ba historical backdrops with, you know, outside of the Amer American point of view. You know, we're, we're always here seeing it. And I, I love to be be able to bring additional points of view and, and takes on on the world to, yeah, to our Yeah, see it in audience. someone else's yeah, eyes. It's very cool. So I, I really like that. Um Christine actually did have a question about the the filming. Uh, Christine, uh, yeah, um, I, I had a few actually. <laughs> um, um, you you said that you filmed in in so many locations, and um, you know, for for a lot of people, filming in France is is a dream. And I was wondering if there was a, a place that that you wanted to film in that you haven't gotten a chance to do yet. So it's very simple. Um... When I um, spoke with the location, um, the owners of the location, you know, I asked them, when should I come? When, you know, what is the best time for you? And they all told me, Jenna, it's very simple. You come anytime, we give you oh, the nice. key, and you film whatever you want. Um, oh, great. This is why I'm so thankful to, you know, all the inhabitants of Saint-Tropez, Hamatrial, Paris, because... They just didn't give us the locations. They gave me the most precious thing ever, trust. And for us, all the cast and crew, it was very important that really we really pay tribute to these places. You know, we, we are the last drama ever filmed at Notre Dame Cathedral before the fire. Yeah. Uh, we, filmed, wow. we filmed God Created Women um, on the harbor in Saint-Tropez. We closed the Birakem Bridge by the Eiffel Tower for the film because we had these period cars going on. And there was absolutely zero compromise with location. And this is why I thought it was so exciting for the audience to really completely be immersed in this atmosphere. You know, the 60s, uh, the dancing, the music, mm -hmm. just this incredible light and time period is really exciting. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, you had mentioned uh, dancing. You had the uh, um, that in, in your film. Um, and you've, you've paid so much attention to music. And it seems like that you... Um, you really in, enjoy that aspect, and I was um, I was wondering um, after after all of this, did you want to do like a like a, a musical or anything like that? I would so much love that. I'm such a massive fan of of Damien Chazelle, you know the Franco American director behind La La Land, and I love mm -hmm. it like I saw it at the time. And yeah, I mean, hundred percent. 
producing, I produced the soundtrack of the Golden Age and that was in itself such a wonderful process. I created a band with British singers and musicians and licensed titles from Chuck Berry, Jimmy Reed, mm -hmm. American uh, musicians. And we had such a blast. And you're so right, Christina, because it's so important, right, to leave the period that you're also immersed in this music. And I'm a massive fan of music. I think soundtrack in films brings so much. So just like actually the process of producing the music was an absolute blast. And I'm definitely pursuing that in the future. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's really cool. You know, mu music is one of those, I was, you know, we talk about a lot of di different uh, genre of, of fil film here on, on the Daily Cog. But one, one thing I, I always bring up is kind of like how in the uh, the 90s, uh, and early early two thousands, we saw the the end of the th theme song, like the the classic, you know, s song written for a, a movie, or, or you know, you think uh, Celine Dion's uh, "My My Heart Will Go On" or uh, Spider Man with Ch Chad Kroger and uh, Hero. But uh, sound soundtracks, I think, really got like a boost from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy using date dated music. James Gunn brought in a lot of classic seventies pop and. It's crazy. You bring up the the Beatles and and the Rolling Stones, these U UK bands. It's all during that British invasion. But rock and roll just took the world by storm. Is is rock and roll something that speaks to you like deep? Oh, a hundred percent. Actually, uh, the Golden Age is also a tribute to the Beatles, and I also mm -hmm. licensed um, "I Can't Be Satisfied," which was one of the first covers from the Stones. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, the Beatles literally changed the world. You know, at the time when. Jacksonville, they refused to play in front of a segregated audience in Florida in the 60s. They literally bring change because for the first time in Jacksonville, you know, there was a normal um, concert. And uh, it's a massive, it's, uh, thank you so much for bringing that up because it's so important to realize how much change artists can actually bring with the art and making the right choices, which are not always the easiest ones. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, now you... Uh, I, I, forgive me if I say, say it wrong, but, uh, you either, uh, started, cr created, or you co-started the, uh, Paris International Film Festival, correct? Absolutely. I run the Paris International Film Festival. And that is, that is really, really cool. Fil film festivals are, are something that I've only kind of gotten to do, do, uh, kind of like many festivals, like part of a, another event, like a convention or, or something. But, uh, working with this website, we've had people get to do more we had a uh uh a contributor that got to go up to to toronto but it is 2021 and the last couple of years with film film festivals and touring has definitely been more di difficult what's it been like promoting this this movie uh through the uh valley film festival now other things going around doing did digital interviews more than I'm guessing you were used to before 2020? What's what's that experience been like for you, Jenna? Well, for us, it's been, um, we've been extremely thankful because actually the Golden Age opened the London Independent Film Festival just before the pandemic. Yep. It was one of the very last festivals to happen. So we sold out the Genesis Cinema, which is this massively historical, beautiful cinema in the heart of London. And then the world shut down. I stayed the whole week. I promised to stay to support all the filmmakers and their films. 
So when the world shut down, I felt, you know what? We've been so thankful and lucky with the golden age. I just want to give back and I want to give my best because again, today is, is a time of hard change and we need change no more than ever. Also mm -hmm. the golden age um, also touches on mental health and suicide awareness. I think these topics are now absolutely priority. So um, it's been, it's just been an honor to pay tribute to these filmmakers as a festival director. You know, I was also one of the first organizers of Cannes series with Meat Markets. And you mentioned, you know, uh, the past of France in Vietnam and actually our best narrative feature for the recent edition of the Paris International Film Festival is Invisible Love, which, which is set in 30s Indochine. Um, mm. And the lead actress, uh, Huang Phuong, also uh, received the best um, actor award. It's a non-gender specific award. And it's, oh. it's, it's, it's a great, all I want to say is it's a great honor for me to keep, to, to keep paying tribute to artists for my work as a filmmaker, but also as a festival director in these transitional times. That's, that's leads right into a good, good follow-up question before you get get to yours because it, okay. it go, goes into uh something that i i like trying to to t talk to people uh, about um and that's this this mo modern age of of streaming and and digital access to, to films you know on on the outside side as consumers um it looks like a great deal because we're like, oh, all these, you know, indie films or lesser known thing, foreign films that that we had to go to, you know, movie rental places and and to a really tiny section to find something. You know, now we have all this this access to to. But there's also been, at least in the North American market, um, kind of like an a adverse uh, uh, side effect, which is some people are becoming willing to kind of wait to see movies on on digital, but Man, you, you got a story about a stage actor dying to get on the big screen. I mean, isn't it just important to see that on a big screen? How do you feel about uh, what streaming does for the industry the, these days? I think streaming is a massive opportunity. Um, the reason for that is that realistically, there are so many potential audience members or audience members for whom it's so difficult just to get to a cinema. You know, when you think about mm -hmm. You may be re living remotely, you may not have the time, you may be working really hard or have various jobs. So I think it's so exciting that um, streaming is bringing accessibility. I remember mm -hmm. back the time a few years ago when I came to LA, you know, I, I was sleeping on friends' couches and I would walk a lot you know, because I just didn't have the money. I just paid for the airplane ticket. And when I was at the festival and I was like, Yes, yes, I'm there, you know, like I was at Ringo's Alive and a few years later I was screening there, but just being there was such already an opportunity, you know, to network. Mm -hmm. So I think accessibility is just a massive perk of the virtual world, mm -hmm. world and streaming is an incredible way, as you said, it's right for the consumer just to kind of like relax and, and also safely watch, watch a film. Um, of course, something that is also really exciting is to feel the audience, to feel we are in a room watching together and living a community experience. So it can also depend on the film. But I think I'm really excited by the hybrid world. You know, I think it's wonderful to just leave the consumer choose what she or he and how he wants to see the film. I think that's exciting. I I, I like that part. Christine, did you have anything on that or you want to? Uh, no, I was just because you were talking about, um, you know, promoting um, your your uh, your movie. Um, 
have you been struggling with um like like diet changes because I was <laughs> you know um, European food um we miss it so much we used to live there I was I was born in Germany and um had lived there on and off um for many years and it was it was just it's something that that I miss and I was wondering if it was something that you were struggling with <laughs> Uh, missing the food in France? <laughs> yes. No. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. when you're when you're over here, do you, do you miss over there? Or if you're over here, or when you're back home, do you, is there something you miss o over here? Because like she said, yeah, our parents were mil military, U.S. military, and uh, we were actually both in Germany in the eighties, nineties, and then after we got married, I went o over there as, as well. Uh, I miss a lot of great, especially baked goods. But go ahead. <laughs> Oh, I completely understand. It's so exciting. You guys living in Europe and Germany. That's so exciting. Yes, if there is one thing, I love LA. I love America so much. And I have so many friends here. If there is one thing I miss, definitely the food comes first. Yeah. <laughs> so like the cuisine, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's part of the French patrimoine now. And it's it's we have to admit that it's quite delicious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, abs absolutely. Uh, one thing, you know, because uh, Gig Pata introduced us uh, to you and, and kind of hooked this up, so appreciate it, Gig. And uh, looking back over his interview as well as the movie, one th thing that you did bring up, of course, uh, you got a, a fight scene in here. You've got some some action, but things kind of going on. And you definitely have an, an eye for, for movement and, and like you mentioned light and things like that. Uh, what... What have you considered on the, the action side of things, whether directing or, or producing? Is there some some sort of like high octane action flick thing that you'd like to do or you uh, got, got in the works or anything? Oh, um, absolutely. I think, honestly, there are so many stories I'm really excited about. So something I want to mention about this in these times is that I hired a safety company for the film, you know, for every um every you know everyday filming the golden age um and in terms of you know like stories and action or more like yeah action type of scenes a hundred percent like i'm really excited by all the different ways we can tell the story safely um so for instance um one of my babies during confinement was this tv pilot script i wrote and which got option recently this summer by a french producer and i'm directing um Congrats. so i'm <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I'm, I'm also having meetings um, with potential investors here in LA. We're really excited by it because it does have like a lot of, you know, rom-com slash action scenes because it's a TV pilot. So it's a bit of a different tone. Um, and I am massively excited about it. It's so exciting to just um, bring a story that is really incredible and entertaining for the audience. So obviously we all love action, right? It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's really you have like those scenes which really kind of like entertain you and uh, keep you gripped to the film um so yes a hundred percent so there is a little bit of a hint of that in the golden age but more coming up too <laughs> okay. that, is so, that is so cool i i'm just a, a hu huge fan of of so so much that goes on uh behind the can behind the camera and it's you know er every everyone that in, in America, I don't know how how it is uh, elsewhere, but er everyone dr dreams of being the the writer director. And I sit there and I'm like, I want to control the checkbook and and make things happen. Like I want someone to tell me what they need a director to say. I need this location, this timing, and I like to do the problem solving of getting that. I was a uh, construction in engineer for, for the army, and you know once you reach a certain 
t- time in, you kind of become like a the manager, the for- foreman. You stop swinging hammers and you tell other people to swing the hammers. And I always liked that. Out of out of kind of that behind the scenes uh, p- positions, what's your favorite hat to wear? Right, writer, director, p- producer, actress. It is so exciting. It's so interesting because originally, you know, I, I wrote the script for the Golden Age and I wanted to direct the movie. And then I realized I was, I really believed in the movie. So I wanted to produce it and I ended up producing it as only producer. Um, the acting part is interesting. Originally, I didn't mean to act in the movie. Um, but you know, it's one of the exciting things with casting is that when you actually do it yourself as a director, you end up. Um, it, it was basically a really important thing for me that the film really pays tribute to female artists. So to not compromise with, you know, the position of a female character, Angèle, in the film, I had to make choices to make sure that, you know, the, you know, the film doesn't get too much into, you know, a rom-com, too romantic. It was really important to choose pay tribute to amazing female pioneers and all artists who bring change. And also this village, Saint-Tropez, and how much it, it brought in terms of history. I wanted to make sure to protect that spirit, to pay this tribute in the right way as we deserve it, so that it doesn't become, you know, an over-romantic story. There is a bit of romance in the film, you know, because, I mean, how, not falling, how can you not fall in love yeah. in Paris? You know, it's like, it's yeah. good, you know? Um, but in terms of the story, uh, it was really exciting because developing this universe with all these locations and the incredible help of the partners in Saint-Tropez and Paris. I mean, again, they've been, they've just been incredible and, and we just wanted to pay in this tribute in the best way we could. I, I like, I like it. I, I dig it. And, and it's, it's very, very cool to see, like, like you brought up and, and, and Christine is, I'm kind of stereotypical. I'm not the biggest rom-com guy. There's a few good good ones out there yes. that I I really dig, dig but um it it's great to it's great to like you said said f- female re- representation and and getting not not just necessarily the, the female point of uh view in front of but also having the right uh points of view uh behind uh behind the camera to to help those in in, in front of it and it's just cool to see how you're able to wear all the these hats and and just go at it and it's it's just it's great to be here today and and have those those chances and and opportunities and i thank you for being here and and doing it i really appreciate it (laughs) oh thank you so much i so appreciate uh your guys support and i really want again to thank gig from lrm online because he's been such a brilliant interviewer and supporter of the film and and of course the valley film festival tracy festival director and her team and we're so excited because the golden age also was just unanimously as we were uh, discussing um it, it won uh, the award for best brand feature and the franklin international film festival so massive thanks to their jury and man press who do such an incredible job and you know the film the golden age was opening the festival with french songs and a wonderful opening night um so it, it's just it's just a massive blessing for us to keep supporting the film with these incredible people. And con- congratulations on yeah. on the award. And I I hope to see uh hope to see it in 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 the uh in the new news cycle some more. And and mm-hmm. look forward to seeing uh, uh more from you, especially uh that that t- TV pot. See that get get picked up. You'll have to come come back on and and talk talk about that too. So 
see see the uh uh more act actiony things go going on and <laughs> things like that so absolutely it's been my great pleasure to speak more with you guys uh we are really excited for what's coming up it's um it's what's wonderful in this resilience times to just see how much we can put and the incredible resilience that filmmakers are showing is extremely inspiring absolutely mm -hmm. and uh christine did you have anything else for jenna uh, no i don't yeah well it jenna, was, it was a pleasure thank yeah, you thank you so so much we got to pay the bills and let the the advertisers talk at, after you so so but thank <laughs> you so so much ladies and gentlemen the, the golden age there at the Val valley film festival w winning awards do, do doing good great soundtrack great great lo locations uh jenna Suru, they, thank you so much for for being here on the daily cup of genre Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and watching. Thank you. Thank Have you. a good day. day. Bye bye. Bye. Yes. Bye bye. All right, guys. Thank you so much for you know li listening to that and and hanging out with with us. Jenna's really really great. I'm mm -hmm. really glad we got to got to talk. I I love getting time to just chit chat with people and talk about food food or you know the the industry like you know it's it's fun but that's what makes my heart sing food yeah <laughs> excuse me uh i know what ma makes our advertisers heart sing and that's these ads so guys grow Ge generation grow generation out. where the pros go to grow for all of your cultivation needs grow generation has the right products service and staff to make your grow successful go to www.growgeneration.com where the pros go to grow i just I just have to actually remember to uh, silence us there during the uh, uh, during the the ads. But yeah, grow, yeah. growgeneration.com where where the pros go to grow, grow. Just like the ads said, guys, ch check them out. Uh, tell them who sent you L LRM online and and the Genreverse Podcast Network. Uh, so you know, I am gonna go back to the the website real, real quick. I want to re refresh and see if there's anything that that hit while while we were. Uh, out and about and if not there's something see. i would like to talk about uh -oh. if you don't find anything well i i, I do want to talk brief, briefly about the the spider-man trailer because um there's been been some in, insiders in, including da daniel rickman if i'm not mistaken uh who said that we shouldn't expect spider-men in this trailer that sony has chosen the trailer that they're gonna premiere uh at a bunch of special events um Tonight, uh, I think it's 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, if I'm not m mistaken. And uh, yeah, uh, t temper your expectations on on that. Uh, I know a lot of people were really upset about some things dealing with posters and and whatnot, and some uh, copy and pa paste work that seems to have gone gone on for uh, some of the posters, but. <sighs> I, I think temper expectations has been said e enough that I think I think we're gonna get get more to Toby and a Andrew than I want, but I don't think we're gonna get as as much as some people are hoping for. I don't I don't know. I I do think it's kind of a how, how do I how do I word this? Uh, this is the worst kept secret in, in Marvel, but besides even the the leaks. Uh, just seeing the the old vi villains, and you're like, well, we're we're obviously gonna have to get something, even if it's just a, a glimpse or a voice voice of the others. Uh, we're gonna have to get some something of of uh, McGuire, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield's Parkers. But 
isn't it kind of dumb to not show show them at this point? Yeah. Or hear them at least? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's. I mean, they were doing the same thing with um, uh, Ghostbusters. Like, it took them forever to even just play the theme song. Um. So, yeah, it's like, why are you... I don't know. It just feels mean. Yeah. You know? Uh, this right here I just saw popped up. Apparently a Daredevil re- reboot go- going on. Uh, Talent Grid, Marvel... You know, you know what? F it. Is this from Production We Weekly? Uh, I I don't know what to make of of that. I'm not too. Oh well, that's the, the RPK. That's that's Rick Rickman, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, is it? I I think so. Yep. Yep. So there there you go. Yep. Uh, Rick Rickman's on on point, guys. Like he's one of the mo- most re- renowned uh uh scoopers that there is he's got great connect- connections and he's been around for for a long time so Christine you and I are huge huge fans of Net- Netflix's Daredevil Vincent Dion uh Frio on as as Fisk and and of course Charlie Cox's uh, uh Daredevil book guys if you haven't heard any of the the leaks and stuff that please turn turn this show off and c- come back late later once you re- realize you already have heard everything. Thing Daredevil's in Spy- Spider Man no-, no Way Home. It's va- variants that we un- understand, and that's something that I had brought up as a real possibility b- before that we would we wouldn't necessarily be get, getting the net Netflix Daredevil. We might get a a var- variant who's got very similar experiences, but. Is is still a little diff- different. Uh, well, what do you feel about Daredevil being PG thirteen, and if it do- does indeed have Charlie Cox and 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 whatnot? Because we're we're thinking uh, it's ru- rumored that um, K- Kingpin Fisk will be in the Echo show. She's showing up in mm-hmm. in uh, Hawkeye, and yep. and so I don't know. What what do you think about? A, a real proper MCU daredevil, daredevil this this go around. I would love it if it's Charlie Cox. <laughs> if it's not, then you can. I'm not going to say nasty words. <laughs> <laughs> we had a we had a very very nice guest. We do not want to tell them that if it's not Char- Charlie Cox, they could take the project and sho- shove it up their ass. <laughs> I just yeah. t- told them exactly what they could do. do. Well, yeah. okay, look. look. Uh, everyone lo- loves him. Every everyone loves Vin- Vincent D. Onofrio. Uh, I can't pronounce this. Goddamn good pile. Uh, um, uh, full metal jacket for those that don't know. Um, I I I'm with with you there. If it's not Charlie Cox and and crew, yeah, you I don't brought want it. you brought me amazingness Netflix, and and this is this is what I expect. <laughs> if, yeah, if it's not Vincent, if it's not Charlie. Then it's like it's a no, you know. I don't want it. <laughs> I dig. I dig it. I, I like that answer. Um, yeah, I I don't know what to to make of, of it. I I do know know that this when when it comes to that No Way Home trailer, uh, considering Charlie Cox's, you know, already had a leak. To, oh yeah, we're still wearing our head. <laughs> yeah. We do that all the time. Uh, even though Cox is uh uh already been leaked in in that film. I kind of think maybe that's the cameo or big surprise we're going to see in this second tra- trailer 
uh, tonight. Now, when, whenever it hits the, the web, I don't I don't know, ladies and, and gentlemen. Um, the all this stuff that I've I've been seeing is that it would be you know um, that it would that there, there's going to be these you know special fan event and stuff like that. But we don't know the the time that the tra- trailer will hit. So what one of two things will happen? Either Christine and I will. Wait until the morning and react with with you guys for the day, daily cup of genre. I don't or wait we'll, till the morning. We'll watch it. To, to, well, it depends on what time it hits. Because if it hits like while we're asleep, how am I supposed to know it hit? It hit. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, but we'll we'll do a, a reaction for you, for you guys as as soon as soon as we we can as soon as we uh, hear it's it's out. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. What did you want to t- talk about? You said you had something. Did you see something here? Well, no, it wasn't something that I saw there. It was just, uh, like, something that popped in my head. What, I was like, that? Um, the Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh, uh, and uh, who's voicing? It's uh, John Mulani and um, Andy Samberg. That's it, Andy Andy Samberg. And he's being Dale, red-nosed one, right? Right, Samberg? Probably. I didn't really pick up on who's who, but oh, okay. it doesn't really matter to me. I was just like, these this is Chip and Dale, these two and I'm I'm excited for it. Really? If if because like I, I put in, in the article, if they they treat it well like they did with DuckTales. Oh my god. Uh, why did you guys cancel I Disney? I don't know. Why did it's you cancel DuckTales? You bastards. Oh, that was such a good show! Exactly, it was perfect. The b- best reboot boot ever. I I can't I can't think of. Take that back. Second best re- reboot ever. Okay, what's the first? Twenty twenty twelve Ninja Turtles. Yeah. That that's a mic. I'm not dro- dropping this this mic. Twenty twelve yeah, Ninja Turtles is the the definitive ver- version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You can at that that Kyle Malone. Uh, and I'll bring bring my sister in on on that fight as well as as Christine. So I mean, yeah. die hard. Uh, can't twist my arm enough. Uh, I got a Ninja Turtles tattoo. Anyways, yeah. uh, a very custom original idea Ninja Turtles tat- tattoo. Um, You're very proud of yourself. I, I am. It was so. It's a goddamn thing. It is a war memorial to the Ninja Turtles. People, look look at this. This is this is if the Ninja Turtles die. This is why a- April and Casey Lee leave there for for them. I like I love I loved it and and 2012 was absolutely great. But yeah, on this day, Kyle had a good idea. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Uh, but Ducktales was God. That was so good. Good. Mm-hmm. So, so good. like when I saw it, I was at first like that flash of like, don't ruin this. <laughs> but then it was like, wait, wait, Ducktales. So Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Um, they didn't call it a reboot. Mm-mm. They what do they call it again? Um, I don't know, he had some a comeback. Come comeback, yeah, yeah. So um, with that, you uh, know, like resurgence. Sur- no, that's no. Not, that's it was, an awful, they they call awful it a comeback. From Eternals. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I wanna I wanna see this. I'm excited. I'm down. I'm down with it. I don't know mm-hmm. why I kept us tiny and and I get confused here on on the o- OBS screen I don't over know. over here but guys there's a whole bunch of stuff over at LRM yeah, lrmonline.com cool yeah uh the halo tv tease it's going on paramount that's odd but whatever and it's t- taken forever to finally 
Get out, God. We've been hearing about the Halo TV show or mo movies. Spielberg, Spielberg was attached. That shit was going on like when when we were living in in Germany. If I'm not mistaken, like 2009 when they were trying to get that all off the ground. But yeah, um, check check out all the all the stuff here at the at the web website, guys. A lot of a lot of great stories, and of, and of course we have our uh, our podcast network, Genreverse Podcast Network from L LRM Online, Daily Cup of Genre, Breaking Geek Radio, the the Cantina, Marvel Multiverse Mayhem, not Mondays any, anymore, and of course Animeverse Animeversal Reviews. All all of those do get put up on our YouTube channel as long as as long as well as all of our uh, amazing inter interviews. Uh, we had uh, interviews with voice actors from, from One One Piece. Thank you, Funima Funimation. Thank you, Norma, for, for uh, keeping us in, in the loop, and Manny for being able to hold, hold that down. That was re really cool. Um, and then uh, we're trying to do clips. We're going to try to release like a, a, a clip uh, ch channel for you guys. But, yeah, uh, all sorts of great things going on, on here. Gig, of course, red carpet and interviews, and then Nancy doing a lot of great things. Nancy gets mm -hmm. to do, do mo most of our Spanish uh, language ex exclusive. So, guys, all all of that's there. Uh, yeah, and then all our social me media information is down below. Christine, you got anything else you wanted to say or put out? No, I mentioned it cool. already. You know, just I was like, I really want to talk about this, <laughs> so I must. I I I hope it's not like what they were. Saying it was going to be original originally, which was like this super meta, like we're all going to be self-referencing, not really doing missions type. Just guys, look at what what they did with Ducktales. Take your your properties, Disney. Rinse and repeat. Darkwing Duck, Duck. You guys should have already already had that. The episodes with Darkwing are some of the best episodes there are, and you guys didn't. Didn't take that plunge and give us the the new dark Darkwing Duck show, which you you sh could have and sh should have. Fuck, I I would even take I would even let I'd give you guys another chance at Gummy Bears. I hated that show. I thought it was trash. I'll give you guys you 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 t tell me that you can you can make it better like Ducktales. Like I didn't think that I love the the Legend of the Lost Lamp movie from the old Ducktales with um mm -hmm. Rip Rip Torn doing the voice of of the genie Gene mm -hmm. you know and yeah. he's kind of yelling out Shabuti which reminds me of uh Claudio Sanchez uh Cody and Cambria's yeah. uh his other band band right here yeah there you go <laughs> and then um and then uh like I would tell like just take that formula just. And then give it to Nickelodeon and everyone else because that was just brilliant. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening today on the Daily Cup of Genre. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.